may be seated. It's good to see you. Love you. Hope that you've had a good week. Uh, as I was thinking about the song, the words to some of those those songs that we were just singing, think about the Jesus that we serve is the one who uh, walked on water. You know, that same Jesus is the Jesus that you and I serve, and that's the same Jesus that we are coming to. He he closed the lion's mouth. He walked on the water. He he spoke all of this into existence. And I can guarantee you one thing. He is not concerned about all that's going on. Is he sad to see how it all plays out? But he is not shaken. He is not rocked. He is not wondering what's next like we often do. You know, I was, I was also thinking about talking about reading God's Word. You've got to know the Word. You've got to put the Word in your heart to be able to recall it. If, it's, if you're just waiting on a pastor or a Sunday school teacher or a leader or some sort to tell you what's in it, you're missing so much. You know, I was thinking, thinking about how he, he was talking about be patient in the middle of all this and be about the Father's business. Remember, remember Jesus came into the world during Roman taxation. That was the whole reason they were where they were. They went to... They went to uh, go and, and do what the, what the government had asked them to do. Think about when he was 12 years old. They'd gone back to the temple and they were bringing their annual offering. They were bringing their sacrifices and all of that. But what was Jesus doing even as early as 12 years old? Remember, he got lost. He wasn't lost. He was in the temple. And he said, don't you know i got to be in my father's house? Don't you know I must be about my father's business church in the middle of chaos in the middle of the storm in the middle of uncertainty what are we to be doing all on social media just just blowing it up with oh my did you see this did you hear that oh my what's next no what we're the church are to be about is our father's business Guys, there are, there are people looking to the church right now. I'll say it again. It's like every turn. I can remember, go back and watch. Months and months and months and months ago, it's not to hear sermons, it's their sermons. Go back and listen to it all. It's like, it's amazing how it just played out. It's, it's another thing. We're chasing another thing. This is just the, this is just the next something to, to get us all in an uproar. Think back, just, just start, start journaling, not scriptural journaling, start journaling the chaos of our world, and you'll see, you'll see the pattern. There's always something next. What's the next thing? Now it's, we've got a new president, and our old president has just gone crazy. What's the last four years been? What was the whole bunch of years before that? And the whole bunch of years before that is always something. It'll always be something. I mean, you're not accidentally this old. Okay, you're not dummies. Don't get all blown up when you see it and you hear it. Don't be shocked. Jesus was about his father's business in the middle of tumultuous times. The Israelites, the Jews were, were not, they weren't like a massive group of people. They were a tiny group of people under great oppression. And at 12 years old, what was he doing? He was about his father's business. 
Guys, that's why we've got to pray for boldness. Pray for boldness. And we only have, we are, we have influence in certain places. Where do you have influence? In your home? With your kids? With your grandkids? With your spouse? With those immediate close to you? You only have influence in certain places. Some of us have influence at work. At your jobs, maybe at school, maybe somewhere you've got somebody who's, you've got their ear, you've got their attention. What influence are you having? Because as we pray, tonight we're going to talk about, guys, our words matter. Our words matter, not just for the moment, not just for this season, not just for what this new, you know, I talk behind the scenes about pulling rabbits out of a hat it's like satan is constantly pulling a new rabbit out of his hat it's not an old rabbit it's the it's the same old deceptive conniving seething lying rabbit it's just in a different package and it's got a new name on it we're told not to fear we're told not to worry we're told to be anxious for nothing but in all things with prayer and supplication bring your request to the lord and yet, what do we find ourselves doing? We know Scripture clearly tells us that. Yet that old sneaky rabbit comes back out. And we're like, oh! Imagine living in the dark ages. Imagine some of us who are now babies and grandbabies and great-great-great-grandbabies. Imagine living through the Depression. We ain't got a clue. We're not suffering. We're inconvenienced at best. You let Wi-Fi go off at work. You let Wi-Fi go off at home. You let Verizon or AT&T go down for, a, for just a little bit. It's all over social media. It's AT&T and you, you're telling them off and you're calling them and you're reporting them and you're fussing at them and all this kind of stuff. What? I never had that growing up. Did you? No. Remember when it was just three or four channels? I remember watching the fridge on the Super Bowl. That was the fuzziest Fox TV channel I'd ever seen in my life. But somehow I made it out. That was ridiculous. Now if my screen was that fuzzy, oh my. We're inconvenienced at best, church. Don't go there. You have control of you. As for you, you don't go there. You don't have to go there. You may have thousands of friends going there. Everybody that matters in your world may be going there. But you don't have to go there. Father God in heaven, we pray for wisdom. We pray for guidance. We pray for help. We pray, Lord, that you would give us backbones of steel. Backbones that are so committed and devoted. And Lord, this flesh we have absolutely despise its tendencies, its influence, its, mm, its appetite for everything other than you, Father God. Help us in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit be so overwhelming in our life. Lord, take the junk out and replace it with what you desire from us. Lord, I pray that if there are any of those spirits in this room Lord, remove them in Jesus' name, God. If there are tendencies and addictions and fears and, and things that are, that are in this room here, 
not and watching out there. Lord, tonight I pray, God, move them. Just God, that you would free us from those impulses. Free us, Lord, from those things, Father God, please. Help us see the importance. Help us to see who we are and whose we are. Help us to see, God, the role that we currently have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you got your Bibles, turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Your words matter. What we say matters. What we do matters. What comes out of this mouth matters. I can take us over to James and we can talk about how this tongue is a, is a force that nobody can control. Just like a great big ship has a tiny little rudder and leads it where there's nobody. You can tame every beast of the field, but you cannot tame the tongue. With it we praise the God. With it we sing the songs and we praise the God of this universe. We praise our Savior and yet we then turn around with that same mouth. And we tear down those who are created in his image. These things ought not be, the writer of James says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, look at this. Look at what scripture says. Period. There's no excuse. We have no exception. We don't have, a, you, we don't have an exemption from the teacher. Remember, everything is going to be seen. Period. Look at verse 6. It says, no, look at verse 5. Therefore, do not go on passing judgment. Before the time, but wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of men's heart. And then each man's praise will come to him from God. There's nothing secret. Don't quit playing it. Quit acting as if nobody sees, God sees. Quit acting as if it's going to slip by, God sees. So with that... It's kind of like catching a kid. It's kind of like catching a son or daughter. We've caught you. We know what you're doing. Stop hiding. Stop sneaking around. We know it. Game over. Stop. Why? Yes, God's going to judge it. God's going to judge it then. And we say, yeah, but that's way out there. There's no consequences now. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of, the, of God. That's us. Think how heavy that is. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. There are, there are people who have studied it, they've searched it, there's people who are, who are trying to work their way to heaven, there are people who have, who have taken vows of everything under the sun, trying to reach what they think is God, and here we are, by faith in Christ alone, we have been given the mysteries of the God of this universe, and they're found here before us. We have it to read, we have it to study, we have it in our being. We have it, we bury thy word deep in our heart. Thy word have I hid in our heart that I might not sin against you, O God. We, we bury this stuff, we know the stories, we know the, 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 we know all of it. Application, I mean we've been, we wonder why the world's in the mess it's in, could it be? 
Could it be not throwing any generation under the bus, but it's ours, they've handed us the baton, and here we are, we can't say it's their fault, and we can't say it's their fault. Here we are, we, we stand with the baton in our hand. And what are we doing with the mysteries of the Word of God? We've been, we've been given the mysteries. You and I hold the mysteries. Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ. That is heavy. Not just those that stand on the stage. Not just those that proclaim every one of us are servants of God. You can't say, yeah, but I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. Yes, Scripture says those that, that desire those things will be held accountable. But every single one of us, we know we're going to be held accountable. There's no exemptions. There's no slipping by. In this case, moreover, it is required. In this case, it is required, verse 2, of stewards that one be found trustworthy. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no mean no. What comes out of this matters. What you say matters. Step back. Take, verse, take the heaviness of verse 1. Let, let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. If you and I are stewards of the mysteries of God, if we're ambassadors of Christ, if we are spokespersons for God Almighty, if we are heralds of the gospel, then what should come out of our mouths? What should come out of our mouths? Things that edify, things that build up, things that bring glory to, things that, uh, several things. We should be building up the body. We should be building up one another. We ended this past Sunday. Look, they're in a war. Everybody around you is in a war. Then pray for those around you. Pray for those because they need it. They need prayer. They need intercessors. We all need intercessors. Guys, if we're stewards of the mysteries of the God of this universe and we hold them, then what we say cannot be taken lightly. Words matter. What we say matters. What comes out of us matters. Look over. Look over. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read on. I'm not going to read on, but I want to read on. I, wanna, I want you to hear this. But to me, it is a very small thing that I may examine, be examined by you or by any human court, in fact. I do not even examine myself. And I know you could argue with him there. He says over later on to examine yourself. But look at his point. Look at his context. You know, as we sit there and we listen, as we, we, I've sat in sermons and you've sat in sermons and you've thought, well, I ain't do it. I'm, I'm okay there. I'm doing that one pretty good. I've got that figured out. Look at what he says. For I am conscious, verse 4, of nothing against myself, yet I am not by this acquitted. Just because I can't, just because I don't see it, don't mean he don't see it. Because my dreams are tainted by my flesh. My thoughts are tainted by my flesh. Listen to this. Listen to, don't, don't turn, just listen. For 
For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put, but if we put the bits in the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct the entire body. Look at the ships. Look at the ships. So also is our tongue a small part of our body, yet it boasts great things. See how great a forest is set of fire on it. The tongue of very fire, a world of iniquity, a very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. Go with me. Look over Matthew. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. Jesus here is being aggravated like he's constantly being aggravated by the Pharisees. They're on him. He heals somebody. There you go. Isn't it amazing how everything we get in Scripture notice? The end of John says, look, if, if everything Jesus had done had been written down, I'd say the entire world could not hold all the volumes. You don't think that's true, huh? Well, notice how most everything we ever see Jesus do is on the Sabbath. What did he do the rest of the time? Yeah, that's what John's talking about. All that other stuff. It's like every time he heals somebody, oh, there you are on the Sabbath. Every time they eat grain, oh, there you are on the Sabbath. Every time something happens, it's on the Sabbath. But what about the rest of the time? Jesus was always about the Father's business. He was always healing. He was always serving. He was always in tune. He was always doing. Look at verse 33. Church, look at verse 33. Either. Something I haven't talked to you guys yet about is choices. It's your choice. You can hear me ramble around and get around and spit and get all excited and fired up and passionate. And you can go out walk out and say, that was a great sermon. Stomp my toes, preacher. That was a good one, boy. Bring it. But if you don't do nothing with it, what in the world does it matter? Either. Choice is ours. Either. Make the tree good and its tree and its fruit good. Or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. That's convicting. I talked Sunday about those compartmentalized groups. Where we're where we're planted in all of those compartmentalized groups. Think about our, our ball teams and our cheerleader teams and our band teams and our pick-of-organized group of people that we are associated with that we're planted in. What does that group see out of your tree? Either... Make it good and bear good fruit, or make it bad and bear bear, 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 bear bad fruit. So pick those compartmentalized sections. That's the cool part about this, where there's, 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 there's no, yeah, but you can't touch this part. Take all those sections, what do they see out of that tree? called you what fruit yeah but brother you don't know who I have to be at work I've heard that if, 
If I go in there and be a loving Christian to them people, they won't respect me. And you know what I've said more times than not? Well, you need to quit. You need to go find another job. I guarantee you, you step out on faith and say, Lord God, this ain't where I'm supposed to be and I'm just going to simply trust you. I don't know what's going to happen. But I've just got to go, Lord. You've got to take care of the rest. I've, I've not seen a person starve to death yet following Jesus like that. World may call you an idiot. Friends may call you an idiot. Social media may call you an idiot. But in the center of God's world, what's better? What God has for you or what that circle has for you? What that group has for you? I can't be that where I'm at. Isn't it amazing? Adults, what would we tell our students? What would we tell our kids? What would we tell our grandkids? You need to find a different group of friends. You need to find a different circle to run with. You don't need to hang out with them. You need to find you a different group. Yet we get to be big boys and girls and we build our ant beds around these unreasonable things and we put ourselves in a situation and Satan steps back and he says, good, I've got him trapped next. I've got that family trapped next. Either, either make it good, bear good fruit. Make it bad, bear bad fruit. Remember who he's talking to. He's talking to the Pharisees. You say, oh, good, he ain't talking to me. There's a lot of people in church read that, look at it just like that. He, he, he didn't say Shannon, he didn't say Michael Shannon Moses, born on November 19th, 1976 in Montgomery, Alabama. Phew, good, that's not talking to me. If it don't mention it specifically, then there's my loophole. He didn't, he didn't exactly say this. If it would have been that bad, he'd have told me. I mean, he'd have named it, but, but he didn't say this one, so I, it's okay. It doesn't hurt anybody. Not yet. There's a lot of miserable people that are swallowing the lie daily that this isn't hurting anybody else. This is mine. It don't hurt my wife. It don't hurt my husband. It don't hurt my kids. It don't hurt my family, so it's okay. But I'm miserable. Either make it good. You brood of vipers, how can you be an evil speak what is good for? The mouth speaks out that which fills the heart. The good man, listen church. The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, and the evil man brings out of the evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you, are you ready? Some of you are sitting here saying, I ain't a Pharisee. I don't know what you're talking about. This one just went right over my head. I hope who needed this one got it tonight. Jesus says, but I tell you, that every careless word that people speak they shall give an accounting for it in that day of judgment for by your words listen to this you know where I spent more of this week than I'm at 
Nine minutes to go. And all this rambling, you know where I spent most of the week? In my little section down there when I snuck off on this verse. For by your words you will be justified. And by your words you'll be condemned. By your what? Your words. Your words, will, by your words you'll be justified and by your words you'll be condemned. Same word, by your words you'll be justified, by your words you'll be condemned. So that means words matter, right? The Bible says over in Romans chapter, listen, don't turn, just listen what this says. That if you confess, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, confesses, resulting in salvation. Our words matter. Jesus looked at Peter. Who do they say that I am? And he said all these things. But who do you say that I am? People say they'll know I'm Christian just because I'm a good person. They'll know I'm a Christian because I rub up against them. They'll know I'm a Christian because I, I mind my own business. I don't know. But by your words you'll be justified and by your words you'll be condemned. Guys, our words matter. You and I, here we are, we are, let a, let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it's required of a steward that one be found trustworthy. Our words, what comes out of us, what, what, what is our tree bearing? Is it bearing good fruit or is it bearing bad fruit? And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about what's coming out of you. Are you a belly-aching complainer? Are you a gossiper? Are you a slanderer? Are you a backbiter? You have that spirit of just, I mean, blessed beyond measure, but I'm just going to run around and everybody I see, I got somebody new to listen to and I'm just going to complain. I got somebody that's new, I'm just going to tell my story. I got somebody that's new, I'm just going to tear somebody down. I got somebody that's listening. I got somebody that agrees with me, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to tear down a person. These things ought not be with that same mouth we sing praises on Sunday and Wednesday. And we're like, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That same mouth tears those that are created in His image down either make it good or make it bad we tell our kids all the time you got two of these and one of these there's a reason right adults I don't know what it is we think we've earned our right we've lived on this earth long enough we're Americans we have freedoms we can say what we want to do what we want to and there's no period there, there there's no consequences we hold the mysteries of God God has entrusted us with the mysteries of himself God is God has chosen us out of the 
billions and billions that are on the face of the earth right now. There ain't a handful of millions right now sitting in a sanctuary listening to God's word. Out of the billions of people on the earth right now, there's probably not too many million, if that, sitting and being reminded that God entrusted you with the mystery of Him. You are a steward of His. You are an ambassador of His. You're a spokesman of His. Guys, church, the army's not big. It's not a big army. It's not a big group. It's really small in comparison. Either, either make it good or make it bad. But you're going to be held accountable. What we say matters. What, we, what comes out of us matters. I want to be found faithful when He comes. I want to be found pointing others to Him when He comes. I want, to, I want to be found building up the body and not tearing down the body. I want to be found taking the high road. Am I perfect? No, it burns me up. It sickens me. My flesh and my tendencies, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Moreover, it is required of stewards to be trustworthy. God has entrusted us with the mysteries of Himself. How are we handling them? How are we handling them? I talked Sunday about, can't do nothing about yesterday. I fumbled that mystery more times than not. I've been found a foolish steward more times than not. I've been, I've let this run away. I've woe is me. I've dogged people. I've tore people down. I've, this same mouth that I would stand and praise God, I'd find myself right back there at the back of a church and a conversation would start and there I would go. I would, listen, the, the work water cooler is not just at work. You know what I mean? The gossip tank is not just at work. The gossip tanks are inside of churches, inside of buildings where the church gathers regularly. It's in Sunday school classes. You ever walk around the corner and things get all quiet all of a sudden? You're talking about work, right? No, I'm talking about at church. You ever walk in Sunday school and all of a sudden everybody just kind of gets quiet and if they said a few extra words, they turn white all of a sudden? You're talking about at work or school or on a ball field. You're talking about a bunch of 16, 17, 18-year-old boys on a yellow bus going to a football game, aren't you? Preacher, no, I'm talking about a church. I'm talking about tables at restaurants scattered all over cities and towns all over the country following Sunday morning services. How quick it starts. From the same ones that stood in these pews and sung those songs. Holy, 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 worthy is the Lamb. 
holding her hands up, walking to the altar, praising God. You are holy. Tears streaming down our face in brokenness before a holy and righteous God. When only moments later, we find ourselves right back there. Either make the tree good or make the tree bad. It's our choice. Isn't it amazing how the Holy Spirit, we're not robots. I wish we were. <laughs> I wish we were robots. I wish it would be so much easier because then he could just make us go what we do. He'd program us. He'd put our program in and we would just take off and go. But no, he's given us free choice. He's given us freedom. He's given us all that stuff. We like it. Until we're here, we're going to be held accountable for the choices we make in it. Our words. Wednesday night church, check your words. Check them. Go home tonight. He said something. He said he was worried about the world all night long the other night. I don't do that. I just try to pray. I worry and pray. I'm nothing special. I just worry and pray, worry and pray, worry and pray. That's sort of an oxymoron, ain't it? Lord God, I give it to you. Oh my, what's going to happen? Lord God, I give it to you. Oh my, what's going to happen? I'm nothing special. I just try to put the principles in order. Church. You take an inventory. Take an inventory of where your tree is planted. What fruits, what fruit, what fruit blooms at work? What fruit blooms at home? What fruit blooms when nobody else is watching? What fruit blooms on weekends? You know what burns me up? Church folks on weekends. It's like we can just let it's like we can be absolute hellion idiots on the weekend. And that's the same ones we're inviting to church. That's the same ones we're inviting to church, remember? That's the same ones we're going after. That's the same ones we pray for when we pray for the lost people. That's the same ones where our hearts break for when, when, when we get serious about end things. What's our tree look like planted around them? What fruit, either good or bad? Choice is ours. Cool thing is, cool thing is, I want you to see it. I could quote it, but I want you to look at it one more time. First John, in closing. Go there. This is how it works. This is how it works. I'm going to read you a lot more this time. 1 John chapter 1 beginning verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. That's a sermon that could be preached every Sunday for the rest of our time on this earth. We serve an infinitely perfect God from every aspect, from every angle. There is 
infinite angles of perfection. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. What I'm talking about, what I talk about every single Wednesday night, if you've not gotten it or realized it yet, is the practical, applicable part of all of this. It's the application. Sunday morning, it's the big high pie in the sky stuff. Wednesday night, it's like, okay, it's time. Let's go. Let's do it. Because yes, the world's watching, but more than that, God's watching. But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. The shoe will always fit. Period. It just might not be... You say, well, I, I am not a... Okay? I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have a porn addiction. Biggest, biggest gossiper in the room. Though. You want to know some juicy stuff? See me and I pride myself on it. You want some junk? I know it. But I ain't like one of those. You see, the shoe always will fit if we open ourselves up to the infinite God. If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But, verse 9, verse 9, verse 9, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. So why not just simply say, all right, God. I join Paul in saying... For I am conscious of nothing against myself, yet I am not by this acquitted, but the one who examines me is the Lord. Father God, we come to you now in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, examine us trees, examine us your children, examine us your sons and daughters who hold the mysteries of God, your mysteries, who are your ambassadors, who are your spokespersons. Lord, we are, here we are in a world of chaos, in a world that has absolutely lost its mind. Lord, your remnant, your church, your body, we are here, God. Here we are. We've not gone after the world. We've not gone after those ways. We are humbly seeking. The world is foolishness to the world outside this perishing of what we're doing. The message of the cross is foolishness, but to us, to me, Lord, it is my only hope. It is my salvation. God, examine us. Lord, Holy Spirit of God, create in us a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a steadfast spirit in us. Cleanse us with your hyssop and wash us white as snow. Restore unto us the joy of our salvation. God, if we're doing things we shouldn't do, if we're chasing things we shouldn't chase, God, if, we're, if we have attitudes and agendas and motives, if there's secret things, Lord, even the things we don't even know about, Holy Spirit of God, point it out to us. Lord, if we've hurt somebody, let us make it right. If we've offended, let us make it right. Lord, let us be the ones who man up and woman up and go to that brother or sister and say, Hey, you, I love you, first of all, and I'm sorry. God, help us to be the church. 
Help us wake up and see what comes out of our mouths matter. It influences. It influences souls. It influences eternity. This, this lost world is looking to, to us, and here we are, heralds of the gospel. Here we are, your, your people down here, Lord, and let us be found worthy. Let us be found walking in a manner. Let us be found faithful, Lord, doing the things that, that lead others to you. God, we can't save. We just simply point. A sower went out to sow. A sower went out to sow. Help our lives be about sowing. Let the words that we be that come out of us be about sowing. Lord, help us. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Forgive us. We repent. We confess. We admit. Father God, forgive us. Do a big thing in us now, God. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.